0: Snuff Production. where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees, you'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex
1: All Day Breakfast.
2: Two of my favourite things combining Matt O'Kine musicals and the 90s ABC Kids program, Around the Twist. There's going to be a Round the
1: Twist musical. Did you see? What? No, I didn't see. Are they, are they, is there going to be a lighthouse? And... Yeah, you'd hope
2: so. I mean, that was pivotal. It was the it was the fourth child in that little particular family, wasn't it? The lighthouse out at filmed out at Aries Inlet. Are, are um, they going to
1: spew spaghetti all over the uh, crowd and then rewind it so that it all flies back into the vomiters' mouth? <laughs> I don't know,
2: but um, that's pretty huge. Um, our our mates Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey Bronson. Walker,
1: the ori- one of the Bronsons from season two and three. I wonder if he's getting the call up. Could be, but um, if you've got a young Bronson-esque
2: kid in the family, nephew, niece, maybe even 12-year-old listener, Cooper to All Day Breakfast, we should the wakeboarding <laughs> champ, we should uh, get him auditioning. I reckon that'd be pretty damn good, my, my man. Where are they doing it at? don't know. I don't know any details. I think it's just been commissioned.
1: Oh, so it's not like, I mean, you know, is it, it could be Broadway or it could be, you know, the dandy non-community theatre. I don't really know. Gary Quinn from RGM Productions
2: set to produce the musical with Simon Phillips from Muriel's Wedding, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, making reins as director. boy. Okay. Forthcoming stage adaptation has been greenlit for development and production thanks to funding from the federal government's multi-million dollar COVID recovery scheme. So there you go.
1: Oh, wow. Have you ever, <laughs> ever felt like this? Not really. <laughs> Not really, my man. When well, you've look, got we're very... finally a little bit of light at the end
2: of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> at the top of the tower. Finally, um, it's the lighthouse is the beacon <laughs> the guiding water. us out of this yeah. mess. Anyway, we hope you're well, whatever you're up to. We're chatting to an incredible uh, person today. Flex Mummy, you may know her as, uh, going to be joining us later on as she's got a new audio version of her book, uh, which was super successful, which is great because
1: it's called The Success Experiment. All over the internet is flex absolutely prolific with the uh, I mean I would say one of one of Australia's biggest influencers at the moment mm. do you know what I mean like of the purest sense an influencer and I can only I can only dream of
2: aspiring to the integrity at which she followed that <laughs>
1: followed that career as well
2: she's got a card game But um, we're going to be chatting to her later on because she's a really cool person and uh, really excited
1: to be uh, catching up with her today on All Day Breakfast. We've also got an insider delving into an industry that has very much been a part of the headlines recently, so uh, stay tuned for that. And Alex Dyson, it's a little bit of, uh, (laughs) it's a doppelganger day here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We're having a look at a few... uh, a few of the duppy Dups. <laughs> That's coming been up. Making their uh, making their way around certain parts of the world. So uh, let's get stuck into it. This is Matt and Alex's All Day Breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start.
2: Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go,
1: here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt,
2: it's a common criticism that politicians are all the same. Um, they're all jumping up there, telling their lies, spinning their bloody truths can you tell your angus taylors just from your simon birminghams from your christian porters from sharpening
1: your- <laughs> their fangs so they can suck the blood of the <laughs> country's citizens
2: exactly right but um spare a thought for the voters of russia at the oh. moment because not only are they just generally the same uh, some voters in the um in a district in St. Petersburg going along to the polls in the next little while, and they could be voting for three different Boris Vishnevskis. Now... What, if, what, I don't understand this. So so you go into the polls, you look around. down, there's three different Boris Vishnevskis but not only do they have the same name, they also look remarkably the same, and that is because it's a common tactic in Russia in order to take votes away from a candidate you don't want to win, <laughs> what you do is to get someone to run against them who has the same name, and they do that by <laughs> legally changing their name <laughs> to the other p- party's name. So the original Boris Vizhnevsky, who's a senior member of the Liberal Lobloco Party, is facing uh, elections this month, and two... <laughs> Two of his opponents have legally changed their names. So they're also called Boris Vizhnevsky, which is a common tactic to split the vote. But not only have they done that, it seems as if they've also changed their appearance to look like the original (laughs) Boris Viznevsky.
1: So, Um, wait. So let's imagine this is, let's imagine me and you are running for local council, Warnable. Yeah. All right. Now I'm feeling threatened by the possibility that you could take out the prize, which you most likely would. Yep. So I then hired two other people, one called Alec Dyson and the other Alex Dyson. (laughs) You look exactly the same and you're all up against each other and then everyone's
2: confused. You hire friendly Geordies and Monty from Quiet Liaison (laughs) (laughs) and get them to change their names to Alex Dyson. We're all running. (laughs) All running so when for the people CD go to the Warnambool. box to
1: vote, they just see three people that look and sound like you, and that that and they smelt names like you, and they go, "Oh, I, well, they just choose one of you." Yeah, and you're you're splitting your vote by three, whereas people, I get all of the Matt O'Kine votes. Uh, well, a few
2: few randos already get confused, but imagine if uh, Nazim and Waleed all changed what? their names to Matt O'Kine, <laughs> and then they all got tried to get voted in for <laughs> Indrapilly. I mean, it'd be chaos. But um, the Boris is in the photo. They've looks like they've digitally altered their hairline, so they look like the original Boris. Um, and a, a Facebook friend of the original Boris Viznevsky points out the simplest way to spot the real Vizhnevsky is that he's the only one who bothered to wear a tie. So if you are in the district of St. Petersburg, make sure you vote for the Boris Vizhnevsky who is wearing a tie because he's the real one. He's the real OG Boris.
1: Well, Alex Dyson, I mean, the lengths that these people are going to, the, the sort of, uh, the almost corruption that this kind of thing looks like when it comes to what should be, you know, politically political freedom, you mm. know, the ability to democratically choose who you want to lead you, just goes to show that this is yet another dark day in lookalike history. I thought I'd have a little look back, a few more dark days in lookalike history. Starting Some at
2: dark doc- doppelganger
1: days. Oh, that's <laughs> that's tough to say. Dark doppel d- dark dark doppelganger, <laughs> dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger days. Dark doppelganger days. <laughs> try
2: it. Try it at home. Pause this podcast. Try it now. <laughs> Welcome back.
1: <laughs> um, starting on November twenty fifth, two thousand and two. Uh, the video clip for one Justin Timberlake's "Crimea River" debuts on MTV's TRL. Total Request Live. Yeah, total. Now, Bron, you know this one, don't you?
0: Yeah, this is a big one.
1: Ooh, what happens? <laughs> I don't know this. Don't you remember? No. we got a Britney lookalike in the <gasps> in the video of the of Crimea River, oh, and no. it sent shockwaves through the music community dirty dog <laughs> yeah well sorry I guess your 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 team Brittany obviously
0: always mm. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and uh, Brittany's since said you know he called her up saying you know can I, I'm gonna put you in my video but obviously it's not gonna be you and she was like oh okay I guess then it came out and she was like I don't know why I agreed to this This is awful you know it just goes to show that uh, this these, I don't know, that it's a dark day in doppelganger history.
2: Or as Bron says, it's a dirty dog, dark day in doppelganger history. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, just recently, Ellen Goebel, uh, who was a prisoner held in the Randolph County Jail, who's there on charges of resisting arrest, burglary, drug possession, and operating a vehicle without a valid licence, uh, was actually released Right. Allowed to go Set free their into term? the public. No, someone else who looked just like Ellen, sleeping two cells away, <laughs> was due to be released. <laughs> and Ellen got released instead. They're like, yeah, oh! you're the person who's due to get released. And Ellen's like, okay, bye. <laughs> just <laughs> left. So if people come to your cell, all
2: right, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> at that moment, you could say, oh, I don't think I'm the right person. I'm, I've got... <laughs> 45 years for tax fraud, <laughs> you go, oh, really? All right,
1: if you say so. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. You're the expert. Um, so there you go. Dark day, look like it's Another history. dark day. Uh, this one happened last year. And Bron, you can uh, jump on this one as well. Do you remember the Marilyn Monroe impersonator? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about this on Inst- on the show?
0: Um, I don't know if we did it on the show, but I think it was definitely in a show meeting.
1: <laughs> What's happened? So a Marilyn Monroe impersonator got kicked off of Instagram. Her account closed, despite having millions of fans. That's um, right. Because she, cause Instagram didn't want people to think that she was the real Marilyn Monroe, who died in like 1964 or something. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler alert, Matt. <laughs> Come on, please. <laughs> um, yeah, that uh. was wild.
2: <laughs> I think we did mention
1: that. So, yeah, Instagram closes the Marilyn Monroe account. Uh, She's blasted Instagram, obviously. Very, very unhappy with the fact because the real Marilyn Monroe died in 1962 and would be a, would be 94 years old if alive today. Mm. Uh, so it's just a friendly reminder to everyone that... Um, if you see Marilyn, if Marilyn <laughs> slides into your DMs on, on Insta, it's not the one. And
2: that goes for most Russian <laughs> accounts <laughs> sliding into those DMs.
1: And uh, look, you already mentioned it, but um, 2014, the fifth annual Rolling Stone Awards, uh, Alex Dyson and Matt O'Kind one of our very first public outings as a new radio duo get packed. On the red carpet behind the media wall, only for a uh, <laughs> young, young photographer to caption it: "Alex Dyson and Nazim Hussain uh, at the <laughs> Rolling Stone Awards." That it was, was the a first of day. many times <laughs> that it happened. You know the worst one—a dark day.
2: You know the worst one of those—the dark day lookalike like history. It was we were both together at the. Um, Museum of Contemporary Art in Sydney on a rooftop, and we were standing ten meters apart. And someone came up to me and said, "Oh, hey, Matt, how are you going? <laughs> Congrats <laughs> on starting on Triple J Breakfast." I'm like, "I am not him." And they're like, "Yeah, no, you are. You are him. Like that's him there." <laughs> pointed, pointed <at> you. <laughs> that was a very dark day. Uh, but thank you very much, and good luck too. The three Boris Vishnevskis that are going for the St Petersburg District elections very, very soon. Good luck picking the correct Boris. Coffee?
0: Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Well, I feel
1: a buzz. Are you keeping juicy gas from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we?
0: Matt and Alex's Insiders.
2: Insiders. Yes, indeed, it's that time again where we take a look behind the curtain at various jobs around this great nation of ours. And Matt I don't think another job has been that big in the news in the last 12 to 18 months than
1: aged care workers. So we thought we'd get someone on to dive deep into the world of aged care and uh, who better to talk to than an anonymous person uh, with a voice disguiser. (laughs) Hello, Hello. Anonymous.
3: Howdy.
2: Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Now, you previously worked in aged care, but now that you're out, you're free to talk to your boys, Matt and Alex, about everything that went on. When did you first start working there?
3: Uh, I started working there when I was doing my nursing degree. just as a bit of a um, bit of a job, uh, and I was, I was there for four years, so like quite a quite a while. Four years too long, probably.
2: Oh goodness me! So didn't <laughs> didn't rate it as such as far as work conditions <laughs>
3: went or anything. It's just hard work. I mean, it pretty much broke my back. You know, trying to lift fully grown men every day. Um, but you know, there were some good things as well. So uh, it takes a very um, very good person to be able to do that job, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so I mean I'm sure that there were some ups and downs. Can you tell us about some of the some of the fun times that you had working there?
3: Okay. A few and far between, but I I reckon just talking to the uh talking to the older people and just hearing about the all the stories that they have. Uh, my favorite would probably be just having a chat and finding out how this old man met his wife, you know, sixty years ago, and it usually was the same story over and over. Which was um, just met at a ball, um, sort of have a chat about that. Um, so, just talking to these people was probably the, the absolute best part of the job. Absolutely,
2: I was, yeah, for sure. I remember mm-hmm. I've spent quite a few times visiting grandparents in uh, in nursing homes, mm-hmm. and the staff having that sort of r- almost cheeky rapport with these Absolutely. with these people. You seem you, you seem you need to have a little bit of a sense of humour and a bit a bit of those social skills to be able to do it.
3: Yeah, you can't be serious. You'd be serious in some regards, but, you know, they're just people in the day and, and usually they're the only people you talk to, the staff there. So you've got to um, really bring a sense of happiness into every conversation that you have with them. Yeah. Do, do people hook up?
1: Yes, it's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, come some, on. Uh,
2: some uh, elder statesmen and women, uh, yeah. uh, everyone in the nursing home can get amongst it a little bit.
3: Absolutely. There's no um, there's no banning on hooking up so they can do what they want. I mean, most of them can't uh, physically do anything. Um, but, you know, a lot of these people have lost their partners within the last 10, 20 years. So they want that companionship. And fortunately, I haven't walked in on anything other than just sitting on the bed holding hands, which is... Um, let, let them let them
1: do that oh <laughs> that's so sweet yeah. now look anonymous the the industry has been under the spotlight for certain yeah. practices you know that are not necessarily ideal um yeah. can you tell us in your words the sort of things that you saw while you were there
3: yeah sure so in general i would say the biggest issue is staffing levels I mean um, if I went on to a shift i've got 20 residents to look after, um, going from independent, they can do everything themselves, all the way to these people, you know, they can't turn themselves over, they can't eat themselves. So I've got to do that entire shift on my own. Um, And then, of course, things get left behind. People are left um, soiled for too long. People aren't um, aren't doing activities. They just don't have enough time. Um, So absolutely, there was needed a royal commission um, into, into aged care. And I hope something good comes out of it. I hope there's more staffing. I hope um, there's more education for the staff members as well. And I think public pressure is is what's needed um, because it it was every day that that this was people were suffering, unfortunately, um, just due to staffing levels. And I was in a um, I was in a, a private nursing home, so you know, public was unfortunately not even um, not even 20 residents to to me would have been far more. Wow, goodness. I would just say. If you've got a loved one in aged care, um, you know, try and, try and visit them as often as you can. It's also going to improve their quality of care because if staff members know you're going to be lurking around, they're going to um, make sure that your loved one is in an even better condition. So, yeah, goodness.
1: Keep, keep well, because, I mean, do you just yeah. see people who get kind of just chucked in there and never visited and stuff? Yeah.
3: Most of the residents, 90%, would get a visitor on Christmas. Um, and then we are with their family for the rest of the time that they're, they're there um, which is quite unfortunate.
2: Now anonymous, uh, when I went to visit my grandmother and even grand, grandfather on time they're in the sort of areas of having um, Alzheimer's disease mm-hmm. which is, is really rough can come can come with some funny moments can come with some sort of poignant mm-hmm. moments same with dementia I don't know many people whose uh, parents and grandparents can can have that particular illness as well did you have any experience with that and um, were there any funny or poignant moments that that came out of it for you?
3: Uh, Well working in the dementia ward was probably my favorite place to work because these people um, they're quite uninhibited in what they say and what they do they have a great time with them Um, sometimes they act a little bit childish as well so you're just having a having a fun time Um, but one time this poor gentleman um, he had flashbacks of being in the war, so I did get chased down the corridor with um, his his walking cane going towards me. Uh, what? So didn't, yeah, didn't get hit, but I uh, just had to calm him down. So oh my goodness! goodness. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: my gosh. And finally, anonymous, how gross did we get? How gross oh. can we can we talk about? Because unfortunately, oh. it can get to those those sort of areas. What did you find? Yeah. Where did where did the boundaries come down the most? What did you find yourself doing?
3: Um, so there were no boundaries essentially, anywhere that I could have touched on the human body I've touched um I've cleaned up i've um helped people go to the bathroom I've helped men clean areas of their body that I didn't want to clean, but you know you've got to do it i've uh, packed up deceased bodies um so not for the faint-hearted doing this job, but I think you kind of just become numb to it after a while and it's, you just you don't want to make them feel um, bad for you having to do that for them. So you mm-hmm. just have a chat and everything at the same time. Um, but, yeah, don't get into the job if you don't want to deal with bodily fluids.
1: And <laughs> what should people look for? Because, look, I have heard good stories about aged care as well yeah. I've, and I've heard people say, look, it's it's been an absolute lifesaver and, you know, yeah. that it was it was a really great thing that we decided to do. What is it what what do you look for when you're looking for a good aged care facility
3: um if you can go private just because in general they are a little bit better um, ask how much staff are employed and how much staff are on on shift um, make sure there's big areas that um, the residents can go into and chat amongst each other and make sure you go in in the afternoon and evening and make sure they are being used make sure they're not just there for show as well because you know you can have all the facilities in the world but if They're not actually being used. Um, It Mm. is just for show. So just get in there and um, do a couple of meetings in each in each facility to make sure that you know everything's on board and everything's um, exciting and 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 going to be good for your loved one.
2: Oh, wonderful and honest. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today on All Day Breakfast. Very very cool to get your insight into that world, and we wish you all the best with it.
3: Thank you. Bye. Order up.
1: Just how you like
0: it, it's perfect. All day breakfast.
2: All right, Matt O'Kine, time to chat to someone whose work we've admired for many years and are so excited that right now she's going to be releasing a brand new audio book on Audible. The success experiment was so successful that you could now hear it instead of reading it. Uh, Flex Mummy joins us right now. G'day,
0: Flex. Hello,
1: welcome. <laughs> it's that, uh, It's the Ghanaian blood, Alex Dyson. So you don't understand That's it. this. That's it. But, it know, has to and, be. Me and Flex have got this Ghanaian blood running through our veins, man. <laughs>
0: Guaranteed um, to achieve.
1: That's the loophole. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex Dyson air was asking me what your what what do you have like a Ghanaian middle name because my my middle name is Ajete, right? Which is uh, yeah. You know, for my particular group of people, the Ga. In Teshi it's like oh, it's like the really? first born son kind of thing. What 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 do you have a middle name?
0: My middle name is Ama,
1: which means I was born on Saturday. Oh. Right, so there's there's different namings, so it can be first born, second born, third thirdborn, or the days yeah. of the week, which I always find interesting as well. So <laughs> yeah.
2: A weekend baby flex. I mean, that makes you know sense what it is. because <laughs> I've I've bumped into you many a time uh, late on a Saturday night, uh, spinning on the decks. How are you missing <laughs> it? Are you yearning for uh for the uh for the ones and twos at the moment?
0: I just don't think I was built for that lifestyle aesthetically. I'm all there, but I don't drink like it's everyday poppers and juice boxes for me. Uh, I'm like too noisy, too loud. So I miss, I miss it in theory. Like I like to fantasize about what it's like, but in reality, it was just being harassed at the decks at all times feeling insecure that the next song would ruin the vibe just like a lot of a lot of anxiety
2: <laughs> what is what is cuz people do tend to harass occasionally for for a particular song what's the worst song request you've had yelled at you from uh, from the pit
0: What's that one that horses one that everyone's obsessed with for
1: too long? <laughs> well, uh, Daryl Braithwaite, yeah. Awesome. I just
0: feel like it was a cute meme, and then five years later, I'm like, This is we're not there anymore, we're not there. <laughs> Somebody requested Crazy Frog once, and I was like, mm, You're creative, wow. <laughs> sorry,
1: that's the yeah. I see.
0: Seemed- Crazy what Frog hasn't
1: made its hasn't made its return yet because you know Flume did the the blue Abadib mm-hmm. and that made a comeback. Crazy Frog is, has been banished. Like, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's it was so it gives you the yeah the, the squirmies so much. That it's not <laughs> not coming back. Um, Flex, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the the success experiment. Okay, so this is a new audio version of a book that you released earlier this year. And, I mean, we're talking about bestsellers list. It, you've now voiced the Audible original. Can you tell us about the book and what inspired you to start writing it?
0: Yes, I definitely wasn't inspired to write it at first. I was asked to write a book and then I had to reverse engineer what I felt comfortable to not only talk about but publish in perpetuity forever and ever and ever, amen, and that was really difficult. Um, <laughs> Did they give you parameters?
2: Because one of the toughest thing is giving you the blank page. Right? Could you write a book? What about anything? Yeah, it's like what <laughs>
0: We trust your judgment. You go yeah. with that.
2: Um, you need someone who so, or something so you can fill in the blanks and, you know, come it. up. And, yeah, cop the blank page, yeah, but- Flex.
0: They were definitely saying, you know, people want to know how you got here and what you did. And I just refused to write a book like that. It's nonsensical. No, you write a rap song about that. You don't write a book about that. (laughs) Exactly. I need a book about that. But I I felt comfortable writing about, you know, the tools that I feel were integral for me to create this kind of bespoke metric for success that works for me. Mm -hmm. And I was also reflecting on the fact that a lot of older Gen Zs, younger millennials have this inner turmoil about... What they would rather be doing, the life they'd rather be living, but also they measure the quality of their life, but these by these traditional success metrics like having a house and having a corporate job, which creates this kind of um, this weird push and pull, um, or this inner anxiety between what you feel you want and what you actually want, and how those two things coincide together. So I was just like, you know, what if you just Took some time to think less about the external factors that are getting in the way of doing what you want and more about what you can actually change. Not to say that that's going to override things like race and gender and socioeconomic status, but it will get you a little bit further. Um, and I do believe, hand on heart, that um, changing your perspective is far better than changing your reality. Mm. So if you can do one, start there and see how it goes.
1: So, Flex, like, I mean, when you're looking at this it, person like yourself, in which you know, you you become the brand, you know, and, and the business is driven by whatever you want because you're essentially, and you probably are actually, the sole director of your company. How, I mean, in one way, it's incredibly freeing, right? You can do whatever you want and you're in control of your own business destiny. At the other end, your work literally goes to bed with you. Like you, the company, you are in the company when you're lying in your bed at night. And it's it like, watches yeah. you all night as soon as you open up your eyes. It's like, <laughs> what are you up to? What are you up to, So how do you reconcile that, you know, on off switch? I
0: don't. I really struggle with it. I think you know, only now, you know, eight years into whatever this is, seven years, I've realized the consequences of my actions. I might've girl bossed a bit too far to the sun. I just feel like (laughs) there is no separation between me, the job and me, the person. And it's created this weird uh, relationship with how people consume me because everything is personal. Everything is like, I, like, I take it all personally when I'm, when we're talking about what my value is, what, uh, how much I can charge for things, what my worth is. Also how people compare me to other people in my, you know, in my peer space. I'm like, it's not the same. (laughs) Like I've put too much in it. And I thought that was necessary to do the job and turns out it's not. And I think what I'm struggling with is like the goalposts keep moving and I can't give any more than I've given, you know, Mm. like you have the book, you have access to my thoughts, you have the podcast, you've got the music. I don't have anything else to give, but people who have been, consuming the brand for ages. They want more. Tell us about your boyfriend. Tell us about your best friend. Tell us about your mom. Tell us about your deepest fears. I'm like, I just don't
1: know (laughs) if there's
0: any budget that makes this worth it."
1: (laughs) it. It really makes you realize when you watch people like the Kardashians, how intense business people they have to be to be able to sell themselves, their brand, so relentlessly and to yep. the scale of which they do, because a lot of people think it's this sort of vapid form of entertainment, but the actual, the, the business skills and the, the mental strength that it takes is insane. So, so one thing that I would then ask you is, because I read an article recently in The Guardian regarding, uh, an, you know, a, a situation that you found yourself in where that anxiety kind of took over. Mm. Tell us about that moment. When, does, when do the cracks really show?
0: It definitely had to be late 2018, early 2019 when society was like, it's time to be woke. And we need all the ethnics to step forward and speak some shit for us. That's when I was like, no, this, I cannot do this. I cannot. People were requesting me to speak about, you know, race, gender, inequality, oppression. And it became so intertwined with my brand that I could not escape it. And I think I had this internal conflict because, you know, when it comes to representation, you know, name five black Australians doing the thing. So suddenly the pressure falls on the same people to not only be like mm-hmm. the humor, the comedy, to show the depth and substance between different forms of blackness, and to talk about all their deep gut-wrenching experiences. And God forbid you don't identify with this narrative of feeling super oppressed. Oh no. Like, well, I know a black girl and she, and she's privileged because she's an influencer. So blah, blah, blah. I was just like, this is too much and it's not <laughs> worth it. And I, so what happened was, I felt as though everything I did needed to be this deep dive, this really gut wrenching, eye opening exploration into everything I was feeling, just for people to still not kind of get it. And a great example of this, I was telling the story just before about how this, this fan messaged me and she messaged me this IGTV of her church group. And there were these two pastors in the video and they were earnestly comparing Black Lives Matter to the KKK.
1: As if that they're the same movements? They're the same
0: this, Not even the same movement but they, they're causing mm. The same kind of tension within society They both do nothing but bad Things um, in the same Way that the KKK seeks to cause divide So does Black Lives Matter And she was like isn't this so crazy how people can think like that What are your thoughts <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't how many thoughts? Like, leave me alone.
0: And so I, I told her, like, don't send me this stuff. But also, I put it on the put it on the Instagram story mm. to let people know, like, I just I'm not your bestie like this. I don't want to talk about this generally, mm. let alone online. Well, she did, She blocked me. And that's when I thought, <laughs> what is the point? Because you're you're expecting me to have this really, you know. Sensitive, tabooed conversation with you just for brownie points mm. that don't mean anything. There's no value in this exchange outside of what you perceive it to be. And to me, I'm like, I don't think I have the capacity to do this forever and ever. Amen. And if it's just <laughs> not worth it.
2: And <laughs> if your perspective, which one of which could be, please don't send me these things. It, it, if it doesn't fit with what their idea of what you should be saying in their head, you get blocked <laughs> rather than exactly. supported. Going, oh, I didn't realize that flex. You know, it must be tough in th- those particular scenarios. That's really difficult. And interestingly, the um, what do you find? You know, you're being asked to do so many things when things are starting to blow up for you. Did you find you're out there? You potentially being the spokesperson, the face, the host. You've got so many roles. The the media is becoming so much more diverse. And yeah. uh, which is a wonderful thing, but the the people the I, I don't I'll just say the word yeah. the puppet masters are
0: <laughs> <potentially, Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, not as diverse the decision makers are not as diverse as the the people who have to get out there get out in the trenches and start you know talking to people and having these difficult conversations over and over and over again.
0: Exactly, they all become the beneficiary of like the work I'm doing in on, on the front lines. I'm in the trenches, yeah. you know, putting my body on the line, and they just get to be like. Thank goodness we hired Flex for 0.0001% of our annual sales. (laughs) Like, it doesn't matter. And that's why I'm so relentless with creating, you know, my own uh, ecosystems Mm -hmm. where I can dictate what goes and what doesn't go because change is not happening as quickly as it needs to happen for me to be willing to even engage with these things. I don't want to talk about race every day. I'm so sorry, I'm bored. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about my gender and how it intersects with the work I do. It's boring. I want to talk about erotica. I want to talk about hypothetical scenarios. I want to talk about vampires. (laughs) I don't want to talk about things. Um, And also what people aren't recognizing is like, When a follower or a brand is like, thank goodness we have flex to talk about these deep topics, they're not receiving any of the backlash that I will receive. They're not in charge of like the aftercare I need to deal with and having another conversation about race or privilege, because Mm. if things were so bad for me, then why do you have all of this success? And I'm like, okay, well... Let me stop there. Let me stop there.
1: uh, Congrats on the success that you've had in the print form. And I'm sure that'll extend to this new audio book that you can get on Audible. Uh, Please check it out.
2: If you enjoyed hearing Flex's voice as much as I have today, you will love it as well. So jump on the success experiment. And uh, congratulations simply for being able to say that many words, Flex. I don't know how many glasses (laughs) of water you had, how many cups of lemon and ginger to mine. It's (laughs) It's, it was, <laughs> it's it was a process. A long,
1: it's a long process. So well done. Why
0: can't it be fun and easy? That's the
1: question. <laughs> I, I, I turned up to my audio. I was like, you know, I'm gonna look good today when I was recording my audio book. I was like, I'm you know, recording with someone else. I got to, I should look good. And I get up, I like start saying the first paragraph, and he just goes, <clears throat> stop, stop, stop. Your jacket is so scratchy. Oh, <laughs> I had this like nice jacket on, I was like, I thought I was real cool, then it's like <laughs>
3: Every single time oh, no.
1: I move my arms, he's like, I can't hear anything he's saying. Get it off. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. is so yours is a bit, more, a, bit, a bit smoother than that. But, look, Flex, you're, you're an absolute legend. Congrats again, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It's funny the ripple effect that this pandemic has on living. Oh.
2: Everything's got a ripple effect. The old butterfly effect, Ashton Kutcher.
1: Well, that's it. You know, let's imagine that I want to watch butterfly effect. Might not be able to find any streaming services. Oh, I'll pop down to the local video store. No, I won't. All right. Because they're probably not open, Mm -hmm. you know, because of. Was that really due to the pandemic? Because it's an aging technology, (laughs) but also (laughs) because you're not allowed to open stuff like that anymore. All right. True, true. Absolutely. (laughs) So, or if you're like me, all right. Cop this. The oven stops working. Oh, your house is falling right. apart, apart, mate. Ugh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Paying the most rent in the building, and yeah. my bloody house is falling apart. <laughs> so the, as the oven decides that it's not going to turn off anymore. It's right? going to stay on. <laughs> yeah, which is that's not
2: not no, the idea. If, not. You know, if I could choose, it being stuck on something, <laughs> well, I guess Office it'd be convenient. <laughs> Could cook something.
1: So, so we have to turn it off at the fuse box, which doesn't feel great. Um, so but it's on its own circuit. Do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, so it's got its own hot plate and oven, or on its own circuit. We flick it up, that up and down. So
2: that so that means the hot plate's off as well. Or if you want to yeah, cook on so the hot you plate, you've got to turn it on and the oven's on for a bit while you're cooking on the hot plate. And the
1: microwave. Yes, exactly. So if I need to use the microwave or the hot plate the oven, must the be oven on. is also on or we turn the grill on which turns the oven off so we put yeah. the grill on low because that that emits a very low heat i thought you just grilled things on your mixtapes
2: like i just thought you put a <laughs> steak on, on a boilermakers <laughs> the new boilermakers EP, and 2021 that, ep still it, out there on and Spotify. it came out well
1: done <laughs> <laughs> just charred to a crisp just absolute charcoal um so yeah, it's all sorts at the at the yeah. Okine residence. Absolute disaster zone. Mm. So we thought we'd get it fixed. But then there's also issues, you know, Bring regular technicians that you'd normally use are in certain LGAs. They can't leave their LGAs, so they don't want to because they're having to get tested. Mm-hmm. So suddenly getting a getting a technician is, is more difficult. There's mm-hmm. also the the, the 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 worry, you know. Of like, well, I mean, do we, can we get technicians that we know have been tested recently? You know, it sounds mm. really unfair, but it's just like, well, we we just don't know. We want to make sure that pe- anyone who's coming into the house mm-hmm. has is is been tested, or you know, is double is dose concerned about this? You know, I don't want to discriminate if it's a double dosing thing, but certainly someone who has has you know shown that they have been tested recently. Whoa, whoa, you doing a little guy, Sebastian, little uh, walk back there, mate? <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> I'm not can't. hey don't turn on your curly head mates australia all right get out of here i'm not no, going to be is. another person with an afro getting torn down today i did see yesterday. someone do a tweet
2: for for someone who was like the most loved you know please everyone pleasing everyone likes he's had a hell of a year guy sebastian for people not liking what he's getting up to
1: i just i just look at that stuff i'm like this is just a lesson in don't ever do anything <laughs> just don't because the yeah. world will just the snarky ass world will just turn on you in an instant, no matter well, what.
2: Workplaces and events and everything will be going to a, a vaccinated thing. Like the police force, I think in New South Wales just said that they're going to um, mandate vaccines for um, for members. Need to be first dose by end of September, full dose by the end of November. So yeah, it's in order to remain safe. That is a great way to go, but um.
1: Well, You're look, up. I mean, I just think it was down to the messaging that Guy didn't I, feel comfortable with. If okay, you want my sorry, opinion... I, I, that was, I sidetracked this. I don't think We're the Guy felt oven. comfortable <laughs> with oven. the messaging and I think that if he wanted to do a Provax <laughs> message, he, he would have done it in his own words. You yeah, know, everyone's like, oh, yes. what a weakling guy. <laughs> oh, mate, can't believe you, better. You're pathetic. I, it's I like, shut up. It. If anyone knows <laughs> how to speak to his own audience and maybe change minds, I reckon it's him and maybe he's not doing Look, it by that. shoving a message down their throat, all right? Maybe was- he's trying to take a step back and let people make their own decisions and he knows that by mm. showing his very light support mm. that that will in fact be all the pressure that they need to get tipped over, all right? That
2: was my fault. So your oven, it's on constantly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, look, I don't even want to tell the story. It's just stupid. Look, I'll cut to the chase. We, we call up the real estate agent. We go, can we get the oven fixed, please? Yeah. Um, they go, yeah, we're going to send someone round. We um and are and about it. We talk to the urban company. We're like, look, uh, we don't know anything about the technicians. Are they getting tested? Mm-hmm. Like, do they care about this whole thing? You know, we just want to make sure that this, this the person who's coming around is going to be following all the protocols, etc. Take ser- like, yeah, it seriously. Look. You know, yeah, exactly. They're like, yeah, look, um, we, we've asked them to do things, but we don't know who's going to be coming to your house. We, we can't. We don't talk to them. We're just sort of like a call center for these things. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, you know what? Why don't we just wait until we get vaccinated before we allow people to come in the house? It's just a safety measure. We'll feel more protected, then it's fine. So we cancel it.
2: So you go, we'll live with the oven as it is until- We'll live
1: with the oven for the next three weeks or whatever if- until, we're, until we're fully vaccinated yep. and we can reduce our risk of getting sick. Yep. You, know, we can't, you can't control what anyone else does, but we've reduced our risk of getting sick. Yep. Um, so we cancel it. Then my flatmate, my old flatmate messages me, goes, oi. I thought I was getting my oven fixed. And I was like, what what, what what do you mean? And she said, I got a message from this oven company saying, Hey, we're gonna this come is, round. This to... is not the
2: ex-girlfriend flatmate or No, the... no, no.
1: This is this is the in, bet- in between my ex okay, and, good. And, and living with good. You know, my a, old flatmate. That's a
2: tough way to get in touch with the ex.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ovens, the old oven's getting fixed. Um so 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 she goes. I get this message and think, "Yay, finally someone's coming to fix my broken oven." Yep. And they said, "Your booking's been allocated, you know, this is the message they sent. We're going to come and fix your oven." But then she sees the address and it's like, "Wait, that's not my address anymore." Yeah. And then she goes, "But seeing that the date and date date and day didn't align, I gave them a call and said, "Hey, so I've I've booked my oven to be fixed, but you've given me the wrong day and date." And they've said, "Yeah, well this is for this address, and and it's her old address, and she's like, "Oh, that, I don't live there anymore." And so Jeez. she calls me up <laughs> and goes, "Hey, you're getting your oven fixed, but I was also getting my oven fixed." Wow! And I thought that it was they were calling me to get to confirm the date for me, but it was actually you. But we're both getting our oven fixed at exactly the same time. Both of our ovens are broken. Simultaneous so oven
2: breakings. Goodness me! It's like a so
1: I couldn't believe it.
2: Soft serve machine at a fast food restaurant here. They're all broken everywhere. That's that's incredible.
1: But then, but then she's smarter than me because she's trying to get a rent reduction, whereas I'm not. Um, but <laughs> whilst it's broken, can I, I, I pay less rent? I'll need to pay less rent after I get bloody cancelled by all the hooligans <laughs> off of my <laughs> pro guy rent.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, we better end the show before uh, more of them. <laughs> come.
1: <laughs> anyway, we've talked about lookalikes. We've talked about <laughs> we've talked about a coincidental oven simultaneous oven breakages. Why don't we just why don't we do coincidence call-outs? Yeah, let's. What's your coincidence? Hit us with your coincidence at matt.n.alex.
2: That's the one. Uh, thank you, Flex Mummy, for chatting to us today. Uh, congrats again on her new audiobook version of the success experiment on Audible. Thank you for listening in today. It's been a wild ride with many different twists and turns, and we thank you for making it to the end. Um, We'll bid you adieu, and, I mean, this plan is to come back tomorrow. We'll see if that happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alice. Listener.